Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. Good evening, everybody. It is another great episode of the Bodkin Show. I am that dude, of course, Bodkins. Uh, little house cleaning stuff. If you missed it, I did put out a little nice little recap of the UFC fights last night, this morning. So please check that out. If you missed our Sunday week, thir- our Wednesday week 13 preview show. That's also out there. Plus my weekly sports wrap is also out there. So if you missed any of those, please do check those out on uh the bodkin show let's talk sports wherever you're watching us you can catch any of those things also on apple podcast and spotify it is sunday it is our nfl week 13 uh a lot to get into Uh, i mean a lot to get into wild events today um joey burrow really good Bengals own chiefs aaron still owns the bears you know speaking of the bears uh, of course, I got to bring on my guy, Craig with a K. Uh, Craig, my Packers, you know, let's start it. You know, I'm not going to rub it in too much, but because uh, neither one of our teams are very good. But it always is a good Sunday when the Packers beat the Bears and we get the season sweep. Yeah, I mean, enjoy it while you have it. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, I mean, you know, the Bears looks like, I don't want to say the better team, but they looked like they could have won that game for a good chunk of it. Um, it's kind of been the same story all year for the Bears. Uh, they're just they competitive. Yeah. They lose it. I mean, that's just – that's kind of what we do. Uh, I'd say the most concerning thing for me right now as a Bears fan is just seeing Justin Fields continuing to make the the late turnovers, man, throwing those picks late. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I don't know. I wanted the Bears to win. Of course, I was rooting for the Bears – um, I picked the Packers to cover on the show. That was without Justin Fields playing in my mind. Um, probably, I probably would have took him if I knew he was going to play. But I don't know. I didn't expect to win this game, but I do think that, uh, like I said in the, in the pre-show, man, the tables are turning in the north. It's just not – this was not quite – it's not quite there yet. I, in the first half was incredible. Uh, it was a close game. I, I thought you guys were going to win – uh, all the way up to the first half, it took a fourth down for the Packers to kind of go for it on fourth down there at the end of the half finds Christian Watson. Uh, Christian Watson's got eight touchdowns in those last like four games. Uh, got, caught a pass, run a pass today. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, Justin Fields, I did what I thought he would do. He just doesn't have a whole lot of help offensively other than himself. You know, no weapons to speak of. Uh, there's Monty, obviously, but no offensive, like, you know, wide receivers like Chase Claypool. I think yeah, I mean, that's the, a move for next year, not so much this year. Well, and the Bears, like, I mean, they, they went out and got Claypool like that was supposed to be something, but then you lose Darnell Mooney. So how much better did you really get? How many, How much better did his weapons really get? I, I mean, personally, they probably took a fall off. I'd, I'd probably take Darnell Mooney out there over Chase Claypool. Yeah, I mean, at least Mooney knows the the whole playbook through and through, been with the team the whole time. Uh, and now, you know, now people can double Claypool if that's what they want to do, not saying that's what they're going to do. Uh, did, you know, Fields did throw the interception kind of towards the end. 
end of the game that kind of sealed it. Jair was able to pick it off uh, that kind of sealed it. And, uh, you know, hey, Aaron said, hey, this is my home away from home. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't I don't take too much into any kind of cryptic stuff, but uh, Aaron Rodgers almost seemed like he was given the farewell there at the end of the game. So, uh, I mean, you got to expect he'll be back there next year, but who knows? Yeah, well, I, that's a good question. Uh, obviously, for your sake, I mean, you hope this was Aaron's last ride in Chicago, huh? Um, I mean, personally, I do. But at the same time, I feel like kind of with the improvements we've seen with Justin Fields, if we can get, you know, a decent team around him, I mean, I feel like we can we can beat the Packers and what they have going on right now. The Packers moving forward, the Packers don't don't necessarily scare me at the moment um, with what they've got going on. I mean, the Bears have a bunch of draft picks and a bunch of money to spend. So I feel like next year we've got to have a better supporting cast around Justin Fields as long as the kid can stay healthy. I mean, I think I think we should be better next year. I don't want to go as far as saying as a contender, but I think we could be a playoff contender next year. Uh, I maybe I don't know. I think maybe another year away. Uh, I mean, you could be like the. I, I mean, the line. I I feel like the Lions uh, are there, and I I think um, Green Bay can be there uh, next year too. I mean, this is just a bad. Depending on what happens with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, it's just been a bad year. Offensive line's been banged up. We've had some injuries. Uh, they haven't performed as well as we wanted to, but another year with Watson Dobbs and, and you, you know, again, you see what you can get in a draft. Uh, but I don't think either one of these teams making the playoffs this year. I know green Bay still somewhat in it. Uh, Minnesota looked to, you know, they clinched the division and we'll get into their game a little bit later today, but we might as well just, you know, we won't get into any other, the Packers bear stuff, but we had to talk, uh, you know, as the Packer versus the bear, we had, to, you know, uh, right off the top. So why not, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's me and you. I mean, what other way we can get <laughs> Sunday off, you know? Exactly. Uh, I was. It was a nice win for the Packers. Uh, I, where they got five wins, and two of them are against the Bears, one's against the Cowboys. So, again, between you and Kenny, my team comes out on top uh, in the round robin of the three of us. So I'll take that victory. It's not much, but it's, you know, a little bit to hang my hat on this year. Yeah, I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine that's a Bears fan, and uh, we were talking about, you know, if the Bears lose out and they get around that number two pick, um, I mean, shoot, trade out um, for somebody that wants to come grab one of these quarterbacks. I mean, that could be a big deal for a team rebuilding like the Bears, you know, but at the same time, man, I mean, if any Sunday you could beat Green Bay, you'll take it. So, I mean, of course, we were – Bears fans can talk the tank all they want, man, but we were all rooting to, to beat the damn Packers today. Well, yeah, you know, and that's – it doesn't matter. Like, as bad as our season's been, uh, you know, I want to I, – I want the – I want to beat the Bears every time, you know? Like, that's the key. And, and and I was thinking, man, so, like, in the beginning of the year, we were kind of debating. You said the Bears were going to win three games all year. I said, man, the Bears are going to win three out of the first seven. And it's – the crazy thing is neither one of us were wrong. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, neither one of us was wrong on that one. So, uh, I mean, they could probably win another couple games. The Bears could, but uh, you know, I mean, the Packers aren't aren't playing much better, and I don't know if they'll win another game. Uh, they got Detroit again, and the way Detroit's look, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, at least that game will be in Green Bay. 
seems like we struggle uh, in, you know, when we catch Minnesota, maybe they won't have much to play for. Yeah, the Bears, I mean, they're, there's not a game on the schedule that they'll be favored in. I mean, so I know we play, we play Buffalo, we play Detroit, we play Minnesota. Um, so, I mean, losing out is a, a, a very big possibility for Chicago right now, which, I mean, I think right now the way the projections look, if Chicago were to lose out, then they do get the number two pick. Um, Houston would get the number one pick. And I'd be all for it, man. I mean, you know, our, the RG3 package, the Trey Lance package, if the Bears could get something like that to move out of that number two pick, that'd be huge. I mean, the Bears are, are in, a, in a rebuild, so trades like that. I mean, look look what they've done. You know, look what they did for the Rams when they traded out for the RG3. Look what Miami's done with the picks yeah, they look got. Yeah, look what Miami for trade. Yeah, because then you could use those picks to trade for players, a la what Miami's got. And, you know, they turned they turn that into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Right. So, I mean, as, as much as the losses hurt right now, I feel like, um, I mean, losing out long-term could be something great for the Bears. Yeah, let's go ahead. We'll just get into this week's game. Uh, enough of this Bears-Packers talk. Two teams, uh, again, no, uh, are not going to make the playoffs. So let's start. We got to start on the old Thursday night game. Uh, Bills-Patriots. Craig, is it – I mean, the Patriots – is it over? The Patriots dynasty, as we know, over. They lose 24-10. to 10. Uh, The Bills pretty much handle business here. Josh Allen, 22-23, 223 yards, two touchdowns. James Cook, 14 carries for 64 yards. Stephon Diggs, seven receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Not much, No offense to speak of the Patriots. Uh, are the are Pats dynasty, Pats dead? I mean, they've now six and six. I don't think they're making the playoffs now. Yeah, as tough as the AFC looks, man, I mean, it's hard to, to see – the road to them getting in right now, especially, I mean, you alluded to it, man, no offense, the way that offense looks, um, you know, you look at the stat sheet and it's, you know, Mac Jones is doing Mac Jones stuff, but look, the eye test on the football field tells me that Mac Jones has regressed since last year, um, not progressed. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how long this Mac Jones experiment goes um, in New England. Um, that'll be interesting to see moving forward. The, the Patriots defense is, I mean, what the Patriots defense has kind of always been. Um, Patriots defense is good, but that offense, I mean, you alluded to it. No offense, man. And, I mean, right now, Buffalo, you know, here in the near future, in the next five years, Buffalo don't seem like they're going anywhere. Miami don't seem like they're, they're going anywhere. The Jets seem like they're, you know, on the upswing. They're getting better, so. I mean, to say the New England dynasty is over, I, I mean, I almost feel like that's a safe bet. I mean, I, I, there's no more dynasty there, you know? Yeah, looking at the uh, Patriots' remaining games, so they're, you know, they're in this playoff race. Uh, they got the Cardinals next week on Monday night. That's a game that, I mean, right now they're it's a pick em. It's a, a, a pick em game. Then you got, they host, uh, then they go to Las Vegas, the Raiders are on the uh, uptick, you know, they've won, won three in a row now. And then after that, I don't think they win a single game. They got the Bengals, the Dolphins, and then the Bills again. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. Either. Those next two are winnable. Um, I feel like 
the uh, the Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick. I'm I'm taking Bill Belichick in that matchup. Whenever that Vegas matchup comes around, uh, yeah, those last three are tough, and they're the I mean division games in there. So I mean, unless unless they completely lose that, I don't think they're getting in. Eight and nine, they would have a losing record. And that's uh, not going to be in the AFC. Yeah, and that's not – they're going to finish dead last in their division. Who would have thought that? When was the last time that happened? Yeah, man, shoot. I, I couldn't tell you. I did hear a stat the other day, and I don't remember the exact numbers or else I'd quote it, but it was the uh, the Bill Belichick stats, basically. All of his head coaching stats before Tom Brady and since Tom Brady. Um, not terrific, man. I mean – Yeah, losing record. Losing record yeah. probably close to it, 500 maybe. With with without Tom Brady, right? Losing, you think that's their five hundred losing record with Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was under five hundred without Tom Brady in his in his head coaching career. And I mean this this game too. I mean, on the other swing of things, it was to me it was a good win for Buffalo because they've kind of been slumping, they've kind of been struggling, and um, I mean, New England has been one of those teams that looks vulnerable, but they also look like they can just about beat anybody on any given night, especially when you're not playing playing good football. So I feel like, you know, the Bills record looks like they're one of the powerhouses in the NFL, but the last few weeks they hadn't looked as, as stout, I guess you'd say, as what they had been. So I feel like that was a good win for them too. Yeah, uh, it was a good win for the Bills. Now the Bills, and we'll get into the Chiefs game, due to the Chiefs losing – the Bills are back at that number one seed uh, for the AFC, uh, you know, AFC division. So they they'll have the number, you know, they would have the buy if they can win out. And you look at the and, and a road, a playoff road, running through Buffalo, you know, in December, January. Nobody wants to go play up there when it, when there's a foot of snow and it's negative ten. Yeah, and but their schedule, their schedule ahead is not easy either. Uh, they have the Jets, who they who beat them. Right now, it's still favored. the The Bills are favored early right now at minus nine and a half. But uh, I would probably take the Jets at plus nine and a half. I mean, Bills. I I take the Jets on nine and a half, but I, I'm taking the Bills in a revenge game. There, I'm not taking them to get swept this year by the Jets. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, and uh, we'll talk more about that stuff on Wednesday. But then they have then they have the Dolphins come to town, which I guess you know December game in Buffalo uh, that kind of favors the Bills there. Then they have the Bears, that's winnable. Then they have a big Monday night matchup, uh, Week 16 or Week 17. Bills Bay Bills uh, go to the Cincinnati. Uh, that that could be all, but you know for the first place in the playoffs right there. The Bengals are eight and four. Uh, own the tiebreaker over a lot of teams. And, you know, if they beat the Bills, that would, you know, give them that number one spot. So that could be for the line. Then obviously that Patriots game again on uh, the last week of the season. So their schedule's not easy. You figure, I mean, that to me, that Bills, the Bengals and Dolphins game is going to be the, the, the two that they're going to have to win to uh, get that number I mean, one and We'll see how it all shakes out because a lot of these teams are playing each other and that could affect playoff implications down the road. But these are playoff matchups. I mean, Bills, Dolphins, Bills, Bengals, those are playoff games, you know? Yeah, that, that's AFC championship uh, previews. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, obviously, a couple like the Chiefs or somebody will have uh, 
some say about that, but you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, let's get into two teams that are kind of rebuilding here. The uh, Falcons saying our Falcons and the Steelers Steelers find a way to win this 1916. Um, Kenny Pickett, 16 to 28, 197 yards and a touchdown. Mariota, 13 to 24, 167 yards and a touchdown. Just not much offense on either side, but Steelers find a way here. Najee Harris, 17 carries, 86 yards. Um, you got any thoughts here on Steelers, Falcons? It seems like the Falcons' playoff hopes. The Bucks will probably lose and continue to give the the Falcons hope uh, as they lose, even though they lost today. Well, the fact that the Falcons have hope just tells you how bad the Bucks are because you watch the Falcons play, it's not a playoff team. I mean, and that's obvious, I feel like. Um, I, I I took Pittsburgh to win this game because I thought, I mean, I I think I put it in the comments that this was going to be, you know, my hot take was this was going to be Kenny Pickett's best passing game of his, you know, young NFL career. But like you said, man, just no no offense. The Steelers found a way to win. Uh, you know, since TJ's been back, that defense is different. I mean, he's definitely just makes that whole side of the ball different. Um and Atlanta just, I mean, 19 points, I feel like that's what you expect out of Pittsburgh. So, you know, if the defense can hold you to less than that, then they got a pretty good chance to win. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tomlin's still going to continue his uh, streak here of, uh, you know, no losing seasons. I mean, they're five and seven right now. They're, no, uh, I don't think so. They got, they just got some tough games down the road. I, I mean, we'll get into the Ravens and, and Lamar's issue, but I think they still got to play Baltimore, still got to play Cincinnati again. No, they're done with Cincinnati. They they got to play Baltimore twice, uh, once next week. Then they got the Panthers. They got the Browns and the Raiders. So man, uh, man, that's actually almost doable. Mike Tomlin, right. Mike Tomlin might. I mean, they might be able to go five hundred with that schedule. You okay, yeah, that's what. So they, let's say you give them a split against the Ravens, right? I, I'll say they probably deserve a split against the Ravens. Yes, um, with no Lamar for sure, I'll give him a split. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll talk about Lamar being danged up, banged up, not serious, but he could miss some time, is what they're saying. That game's next week, so that game favors the Steelers right now. In fact, the Steelers are favored at by minus one and a half uh, on the early line there. So you you split that game, that gives you now you're six and seven. You beat the Panthers. That's that's they should beat the Panthers. Now you're seven and seven. Then you got to beat the Raiders. That's another winnable game. Now you're eight and seven. Doable. Then if you lose to the Raiders, uh, Ravens again, you're eight and eight. And then you got the Browns to finish it off for the last week of the season, and you can finish nine and eight. Yeah, I mean it's possible. It's it's possible. I don't know. It's it's such a toss up with Pittsburgh because they could lose to Carolina. I mean, they could lose. <laughs> they could true. lose to Carolina and the Raiders, and they could finish four games under. You know, so um, like I said, man, TJ being back though, I mean that the the odds of them being able to hold, you know, Carolina Panthers to less than twenty points, I think I think they could probably do that. Can they hold the Baltimore Ravens if Lamar don't play to less than twenty points? I think they could probably do that. You know, they could probably. I don't know. I mean it. It's doable. If I had to bet money on it right now, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no that they finish under 500. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I hope they do because I think that's a nifty uh, stat, and they're a rebuilding team still. But 
Uh, we'll see with the Steelers. I mean, neither one of those teams matter. From new, two teams that don't really matter to maybe the early game of the day, the Jets, I mean, they went into Minnesota and almost came all the way back. Uh, they were down almost two scores, make it 22-27. Mike White had a couple chances to win this game. They couldn't quite get it in. Uh, only one touchdown and six red zone trips for the Jets. That's what cost them this game. But Mike White, 31, Craig, 57 pass attempts for Mike White. That's just too much to me. 369 yards. Xavion Knight, 15 carries for 90 yards. Garrett Wilson, eight receptions for 162. Kirk Cousins, 21 to 35, 173 yards, one touchdown. Dalvin Cook, 20 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. And then Justin Jefferson, seven receptions, 45 yards and a touchdown. Minnesota continues to find a way, but Jets look good still in a loss. Yeah, I mean, the Jets still, I mean, they lose to the Vikings and, and Mike White stock still kind of goes up, I guess. Um, but you said it, man, Mike White throwing the football almost dang near 60 times, man. I just feel like that's not the recipe for the Jets to win the game. Um, part of that was because I guess they were down, um, you know, a majority of the game. But I just feel like the Jets' M.O. is defense, and they need to be able to run the football. And I know they got some running backs hurt, uh, you know, um, Hall's out, Carter's out. But they still got guys back there that can handle the rock, man. I mean, it's somewhat San Francisco-esque where it just seems like they got a bunch of running backs there, and they're all pretty capable of, of playing on it every Sunday. So, uh I mean, to me, that's the big thing that stands out is the Jets just can't throw the ball 60 times, man. And they almost found a way to come back in into it, you know, and Mike White throwing the ball that much almost threw them back um, to a win. But that's just it's too much, man. The Jets aren't going to win a lot of games that way. Yeah, you got to score touchdowns. <laughs> One touchdown and six red zone trips are, isn't going to get get the job done. Uh that's where they failed. I mean, you got to you got to punch it in the end zone. Good teams find ways to get the ball in the end zone. They didn't do it. Uh, they had double cracks at it. I mean, they went down four tries pretty much from like about the three yard line. Then they punt. Then they didn't get it on fourth down. Forest Minnesota punt and was again able to drive down close to able to punch it in. Uh, Mike White kind of forced one and just threw an interception. But uh, what? Barrios had one in the end zone and just kind of dropped it. Wasn't the best throw, but he still should have caught it. Uh, that would have won the game. But Minnesota again, just they always find a way to find somehow to find these. They they play with their level of competition. I, I was talking to a guy this morning about the about Minnesota, and he hundred percent agreed. They could go and play the Texans next week, Craig, and they would probably win that game 13-10 somehow. And then they would the next the following week they would, could play you know we've already seen them beat the Bills or they could play the Chiefs and it's thirty five you know thirty eight somehow like they just it's like they don't they can't put their throat on teams. Yeah, and I mean, man, the Vikings. You look at their record and they're good, but it's just I don't know if it's Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it's because of the Vikings. There's just something about them that makes them tough to believe in and. uh Part of it is the way that they they always let teams back into games. They're kind of like you said, they play with their competition. I mean, we've seen them play close games with, you know, the Saints. Um, and then, you know, like you said, then we'll see them play good against the Bills. So it's like whoever they're playing, it's like the Vikings games just always find a way to be close unless if here occasionally, you know, they get a, a stomping like they took from Dallas there where they just don't even show up at all. Um 
to me, it's got to be somewhat concerning because when you have a big lead and you're at home, you you got to be able to put your foot on the throat and put a team away. You can't give Mike White the opportunities that he got because, you know, in, in the NFC playoffs, when it's not Mike White, eh, then it's normally it's not going to end in your favor. They've only won one game. I'm looking at their uh, their record and their wins. They've only won one game. That was week one by double digits. The second, the second closest game, the second biggest margin they had was the Dolphins game when they won 24 to 16. And that that's if you remember, that's when two was out and they had Skylar Thompson back there. So that just goes to show well, you just goes to, to add to your point. I mean, yeah, every one of their games is close. I mean, they did get dog walked by Dallas, but in their losses, they're getting dog walked. But every game they win, it's been close. And you look at their and remaining. And, and, and you've been saying it all year, you know. I mean, like you said, Braxton Berrios basically dropped that touchdown. But you've been saying it all year, man. Every every year, there's just a couple teams that got that horseshoe up their ass, and it seems like the Vikings have got that going they right got now. It. They, yeah, whatever it is, they got the the ball bounces their way this year. I mean, it, you watch it every year. There's a team that's like, man, they catch all the breaks. Uh, a lot of times, it's the Packers. I mean, I've seen the Packers, and you've watched them too. It's just somehow like. Hey man, it's just our year. Like the ball just bounces our way. This year it's the opposite. The ball's not bouncing our way; it's bouncing Minnesota's way. Uh, you look at their remaining schedule because they're still fighting for that number one seed. At ten and two, they got the Lions next week, the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, Bears. They went in out here. They don't play. No, a team. I'm not, they don't. I'm not going to say they're going to win out. Um... They, they play a team with a winning record the rest of the way. They don't, and that's a very favorable schedule, but they still got to play two division opponents um, in the Lions and the Bears. I'm still going to say those are going to be tough they games. They play all three, all three, the Packers too. They play all three games. And they're playing Green Bay again. So I'm going to – I mean, they're going to lose one of those three. I'm going to say they're going to lose at least one of those three division games down the road. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they, they have – I take that back. They have one team that's got a winning record, and that's the Giants who are – faltering so the they are the- I mean, we're getting into their game but the uh the giants are still a team that i mean can give you trouble you know um <clears throat> where we're sitting right now i'd probably pick minnesota to beat the giants um but i don't know i just i don't think minnesota's they play weight like you like we were just talking about man they just play too many close games to not they're gonna lose one in there somewhere and i feel like i feel like it's gonna at least be one of those three division games Kudos. I mean, kudos to them for finding those ways to win games, because I think in years past, we definitely would have said Kurt Cousins is going to give you one and that's how they would lose the game. So, I mean, kudos to them for winning. With a young coach, that's, uh, you know, a young coach with a talented team, that's sometimes can be an issue. So, you know, I mean, kudos to them for being able to pull games out, but sometimes it's them pulling games out and sometimes, you know, the, the rabbit just hops out of the hat for you, I guess. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. Let's get into the next one here. We got the Lions. I mean, just beat the brakes off of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence got banged up in this game real bad. 
was able to f- come back into the game. Surprisingly, Jared Goff, 340 yards, two touchdowns, 31 of 41. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. Amon St. Brown, 11 receptions, 114 yards and two touchdowns. Christian Kirk, six receptions, 104 yards for the Jags. But I mean, just no, I'm in Jacksonville. They had the great win last week. Uh, but uh, the Lions now continue to play tough and continue to kind of stick around here and uh, have a chance at this, at you know, stay in this playoff hunt. Hey, I mean, the Lions are playing good football right now, man. They are, uh, what, they've won four out of five, and that only yeah. loss was a three-point loss to the Bills. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Um, the Jaguars, man, like, what the heck is it with them? As soon as they look like they get, they're getting something together, oh, Trevor Lawrence had his best game of the year, possibly the best game we've seen him as a pro, and then they just come out and lay a turd, man. It was They did that earlier this year when they just dog-walked the Chargers and then came out and, and laid a turd the very next week. So... I don't know, man. I guess that's just who the Jaguars are, you know. I mean, that's, that's a sign of a young, inconsistent team. You know what right. I mean? Right. I feel like you know, if it, well, if it happens more than once and you start developing patterns, I'm just going to say that that's who you are. Um, and it's weird because that's who the Lions were, you know, just six games ago. But the Lions have kind of figured something out. Like I said, man, they're they've won four out of five. They're kind of in the playoff hunt here. Um, they're definitely not out of it, and they're playing good football. Um, and they're getting another weapon back here with uh, with uh, Williams coming off IR. Um, yeah, I played I mean, today, didn't, didn't do much, but I mean, now. Didn't do much, and he probably won't here, but I mean, shoot, man, it, it's another weapon to, to kind of put in into the offense out there, you know. So I think Detroit's one of those teams right now that nobody really wants to play. Um, they're playing good football, and they got some weapons out there. Yeah, they're five and seven right now, and you look at their remaining schedule, they got the, the Vikings next week. Then they got the uh then they got the they go to New York, to the Panthers, then they host the Bears, and then go to Green Bay on the final week of the season. So I mean it's that Green Bay game could mean something for them. You know, they I mean, depending on how the rest of the, you know, the commanders and the Giants and how some of these other teams shake out down the stretch, the Lions could be in the thick of things there for the the bottom of the wild card. Yeah, I think that tie will kind of come back uh to haunt them. That, that you know they needed with the Giants or Commanders to lose today, and then they tie. That kind of might come back to Hana because that'll be one less loss for one of those two teams. Yeah, I mean, one of regardless, one of those teams was supposed to take a loss would have helped Detroit today. Yeah, <laughs> I and Jacksonville's just kind of looking for next year. Uh, try to add another, you know, some more pieces as they continue to rebuild. Uh, but uh, Detroit, you know, you know, as as crappy as the show looked there last year, they're not winning games right now. But you can definitely tell that the culture is kind of headed in a better direction. So they've got young players, they've got talent. I mean, the Jags, you got to hope they're going to be better next year, right? Yeah, I think they will be. Uh, let's get into maybe the man, this team, the Eagles, Craig looked to me as maybe the best team in all of football. Uh, last week they did it running the football today, the AJ Brown revenge game. And boy, God, did he get his revenge? The Eagles beat down the Titans 35 to 10, uh, Jalen hurts, 380 yards, three touchdowns, miles Sanders, 10 carries, 24 yards and a touchdown again, AJ Brown, 
uh, eight receptions uh, for 119 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, they stopped Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry only 11 carries for 30 yards, Craig. He was outrushed by Ryan Tannehill, who had three carries for 34 yards. This game, I mean, the, I, I thought the Titans could win this game. By God, I was dead wrong. Uh, I've got to give more credit to the Eagles here. This team looks like a real legit football, like a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I took I took Philly to win, but I took the Titans to cover, man. I thought this game was going to be somewhat of a dogfight. Um, the Eagles kind of exposing the Titans here, man. The Titans are like 28th or 29th against the pass, um, and they're like third against the run. So, um, you know, if you can throw the ball, that's where you're going to beat Tennessee, it seems like. And that's why kind of going into this matchup, man, Philly's bread and butter has kind of been, you know, getting things going on the ground and having that opening up the pass game. So I really thought this was a game that was just going to be close, be a dogfight. But when you can jump out and and only let them hand the ball to Derrick Henry, what, 11 times? Yeah. Um, and you can throw the ball. You know, if Jalen Hurts throwing the ball for 380 yards um, that against that Titans secondary, and you can jump out on them, and Derrick Henry just can't get fed, man. Then the Titans, they're they just don't have enough strength in the passing game. I feel like you know to uh, to come back and to win games like this or to compete in games like that. I saw a stat today. I don't think they've beaten a winning team. Uh, are they're like real close to like they have a losing record against winning teams, but like a 500 record um, against you know against. Uh, they're below 500 against winning teams and then like above 500 against losing teams. Let me, I'm going to double check that. What's your thoughts on Jalen hurts? Is he your uh, MVP number one MVP candidate right now? I think if, uh, if season ended today and we're and we're voting, I think that's where my vote goes, man. Um, he's just played phenomenal. And, you know, whenever they need, whenever, they need him to do stuff with his legs. He's, he's doing it. And when they need him to be able to, you know, do it with his arm, he's doing that too. He's showing he can, he can beat you all over the football field. Um, I mean, man, it helps with all the weapons they got. I mean, Philly's loaded and, but I think just the, the numbers he's putting up and the way that they're playing and then the record, I mean, that always has something to do with it, man. Whenever you're the best team in the NFL, your team's the best team in the NFL and you're the quarterback of that team. I mean, your name's going to be in the MVP talks. And the way Jalen Hurts is playing, I just – it's tough not to give it to him. Yeah, uh, the Titans only have one win against a winning record team, a winning team, and that's the Commanders. Uh, And I don't even know if the Commanders technically have a winning record yet. I think they do. Um, So there's that. So, I mean, they're just beating on the bad teams, which that's what you're supposed to do, but uh, that spells trouble for you in the playoffs because that's when you're playing the elite teams. Well, and when, you're, when you're playing the bad teams, if those bad teams can't score, then you can pound Derrick Henry, and that's kind of their recipe, you know. And, I mean, let's be honest, the good teams in the NFL, look around the NFL, man, Good, the good teams can score, and they got weapons on offense, and if you can score, and uh, like I said, man, the, tight, the Titans just – losing A.J. Brown was huge. They lost A.J. Brown. They drafted Traylon Burks and brought in Robert Woods. They're, that's not – that's a downgrade, you know. They, they just don't have enough firepower. Yeah, but Burks is coming on. He got banged up today. Took, I mean, hell of a catch, and I, he was dead uh, afterwards, uh, concussion. But uh, he, he's he been coming on the last few games, has been banged up. Now, obviously, he's not A.J. Brown level yet, but he could be there eventually uh, if he can stay healthy. 
Uh, but you're, you're right. The Eagles, to me, Jalen Hurts looks like he's MVP, especially if they can continue to win. Uh, what I like about the he's like against the Packers last week, he did it with his legs. Today, he did it with his arm. So he shows you that he can do it both ways. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, just the, the numbers that you're putting up at the at the primary position in the sport on the best team in the league. I mean, it's that's got MVP written all over it. Yeah, I don't know what the, his, uh, you know, MVP plus, uh, it had to been plus. I mean, what do you think his bet was? Uh, plus, I mean, it had to be pretty high for MVP, right? When you're, when they're doing the preseason voting for gambling. Yeah. I mean, it had to be, be fairly high. I think there was a lot of people high on Jalen Hurts, but I mean, the odds, if you're going to bet on him to finish MVP, I feel like, you, I mean, if you put money down on Jalen Hurts and he wins it, you're coming out the right way. Especially if you did it in the off season. That's what I'm saying. If you did it now, it's probably plus, you know, still 500 or something, maybe, maybe 200, maybe less, probably 200, 300 at this point because we only have about a month left of the season but if you would have put that in august i mean there's people like myself uh didn't think the kid could throw the damn football but by god he put his work in and he's proved everybody wrong yeah and there was i mean there was just a lot of other names you look around in the nfl you know uh pat mahomes josh allen joe burrow these guys i mean their odds all would have been better than yeah mahomes is is still kind of there i think uh, took a little hit today. Maybe Joe Burrow to me is on the rise, and then two, oh, two he, was on that list. Yeah. I mean, Rogers probably yeah. is still on that list. Yeah, all those guys you could ride off now. I think today, if I made a list of my top five candidates right now, uh, Hertz is probably number one. I think it's still number two is probably Pat Mahomes. Tua took a huge hit today. Didn't play great today. And he, I probably had him at three going into the game, uh, you know, but, uh, and then Joey Burrow probably is now entering the, you know, what he's doing there in Cincinnati is entering that uh, top four, top five uh, MVP candidate. It's weird to hear you say that uh, Tua is number three on that list. Cause it wasn't very long ago that uh, Johnny's boy was getting kind of dogged on the show for having Tua. Do an MVP choice, you know? Um, yeah, no, it was. I don't know if either one of them are watching right now, but uh, that two of MVP talk ain't so crazy. It's not. It's my apologizes. My apologies to Johnny Jr. You know, <laughs> Little Cruz is what I like to call him. Hey, shoot. I mean, this before today, man. I mean, if two is playing, I mean, the Dolphins are scoring points and looking good. So, I mean, every every week he's just been adding to his stock. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this before we move on to the next game. The Eagles, what's their record here? 11 and one. They got the Giants next week. Then they got your Bears, the Cowboys on uh, Christmas Eve. I think that's in Dallas. That's going to be a huge game, obviously. Uh, And then they got the Saints. Then they have the Saints. And then they got the Giants again. I see maybe two losses. I mean, maybe. That's that's what I was going to say. So. I think the Eagles are better than the Giants, but I don't think it's crazy to say that they split. Um, And then I also don't think it's crazy to say that Dallas could win that game on Christmas Eve. Now it's just as not crazy to say that Philly could win that game. So, I mean, the Eagles still and and walk the run the table with that one. The way way that they've looked, they could be, they could win every one of those games and I wouldn't be surprised about it at all. 
but it's the NFL. Um, and that's, I mean, man, that's just tough to do. I mean, go the whole season, we're going to go 17 games and lose one, you know, that's tough to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say they lose at least one. Um, but I'll say two. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. I, I, it, it's very conceivable to me that they could run the table, but I, because they have three division games in there, and division games are always just, you know, for whatever reason, or, you know, because it's your division, they know you better than anybody. Uh, it's going to be tough. I think Dallas will have a lot to play for, too, on that Christmas Eve. So I kind of want to give the edge to Dallas a little bit. Um, you know, they're, they're playing right now. So uh, not much to talk about this next game. The return of Massage Watson at the return of the crime. He looked real stiff, Craig. Uh, probably could have used a little maybe uh massage because he looked real stiff out there. 12 22, 131 yards through an interception. Kyle Allen, one touchdown. Nick Chubb, 17 carries, 80 yards. But the Browns find a way to win. It was defensive touchdowns. They had 21 points off of defense and special teams touchdowns. The Browns did. Uh, the Texans are just awful. They, they moved to one and ten. Browns are five and seven. Uh, What's your thoughts there on uh, the return of Massage Watson and, you know, these uh, Browns, no offense to speak of today. I mean, Nick Chubb, not even 100 yards, and the Texans' run game is awful. This is kind of – okay, so I thought Nick Chubb would go for over 100 yards. I mean, if that was the prop bet, I would have took Chubb to, to hit the 100-yard mark in this game. But I didn't expect Cleveland to do a lot offensively. I mean, I've been saying this for a little while that, I mean, it's just – it's hard to miss almost two years of NFL football and just hop right back into it and expect Deshaun Watson to be the Deshaun Watson we used to know. You know what I mean? I think he'll be lucky to ever be at that level again, but dang sure out of the gate, there's got to be some, some Rush, adjusting right? back. Yeah, into the yeah. game. I mean, you know, Michael Vick was good when he came back and, but I mean, I just, I feel like you, when you miss time like that, it takes time. And I mean, it's the NFL and I mean, it's just, it is an elite level, and I didn't expect the Browns to do a lot. I took the Texans to cover, but, God, man, the Texans just stink. They, <laughs> If you told me that the Browns were going to score six points offensively, then I would have felt pretty good about my Texans pick, and then they still lose by double digits. So, I mean. Yeah, 21 points, again, off a of defensive and special teams. So that's how the Browns – the Texans are just bad in all three phases of the game. Um, and that's that's a shame, man, because that's a Lovey Smith team, man. And when Lovey Smith was coaching for Chicago, if there's anything we did well, it was defense and special teams. Well, you had playmakers. That's the difference. They don't have nobody on the on the on the Texans. They got nobody. I didn't I didn't make my Rams tryouts. I'm heading to the Texans next. <laughs> We'll get into the Rams. The Rams almost shocked the Seahawks today and ruined one of my parlays. Thank God the Seahawks found a way. Uh, but uh, I mean, that is Lovey Smith. They're not. I think are they going to fire Lovey? Is it going to be back to back to just back to back firings here for the Texans? Uh, I was on a show where I was listening to Ryan talk about it, and they were kind of saying, you know, they're going to fire. They think they're fired, Lovey. I, I don't. I don't think they can, right? Like two firing two coaches like that back to back. It's the NFL. So, I mean, they can, and it's the Houston Texans. I mean, so who knows what they're going to do, but I feel like when lovey, when they gave lovey that job, 
it was, I mean, there was an understanding there that they were going to stink this year. They weren't giving Levy a whole lot to operate with. You know what I mean? Um, I just think that I don't know that Lovey is their coach of the future. I think there was an understanding that they basically knew everything they were going through with Deshaun Watson, everything they were going to do with this rebuild. And I feel like Lovey Smith is probably the bridge head coach. And I feel like he's probably got this year and he's probably got next year. Um, they're not going to be good next year either. And then they can probably justify firing him based off the record. But I feel like this is, I mean, this is what they knew what was going to happen. This ain't Lovey Smith's fault. Lovey Smith ain't got, he's got, I mean, spoiled groceries there. You're asking him to cook you dinner. It's rotten, man. Not even, I mean, just full. Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll have Bryce Young next year and they'll have another top five pick because they'll have our top 10 pick because they'll have the Browns pick. So two top 10 picks plus all the other picks uh, in the draft. So no, no need to waste any other time. Two teams. We talked about it just a little bit, or Craig, that hurt the Lions chances that trying to get into the playoff race. Uh, they tie this game looked like it was going to be the commanders the whole way. Uh, Taylor Heineke, 27 of 41, 275 yards, two touchdowns, 25 of 31, 200 yards and a touchdown. Brian Robinson, 21 carries, uh, 96 yards. Daniel Jones, uh, Saquon did get in the touchdown. Terry McLaurin, eight receptions, 105 yards and a touchdown. I was going to look up Saquon. I know Saquon got in. Uh, oh, uh, this is the Giants. Here we go. Uh, Saquon, 18 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Craig, I'd I, I like to see Heineke win, but uh, at the same time, I kind of want the commanders to lose because I think not playing that kid early on in the season and playing Wentz over him is going to cost them in the long run. Yeah, and I mean, that's very that's a very big possibility the way they started the season. Those, those losses that they got with Wentz could be the difference in them getting in the playoffs and not. Um, the way everything else is shaking out this tie, whenever I first saw that they were going to tie, I was like, man, this hurts both those teams uh, because, you know, they somebody needs a win there. It's just crazy to think. It's crazy to think that fourth place in that division could still make the playoffs in the NFC, you know, and uh, that's the way it could shake out with this tie now. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. I was pulling up the standings right now. Um I need, let me go to the playoffs here. And if you, the playoffs ended today, what, the, there's seven teams that get in, right? Seven teams. So the commanders would not get in due to the tie um, because Seattle gets in with the 49ers and we'll talk about them and their tough road ahead. Uh, took over Seattle spot at eight and four and Seattle seven and five. So the commanders, that tie does hurt the commanders going forward. Because if they win that game, they're in the playoffs and the Giants aren't, and the Giants are sitting out. So so at this point, they need Seattle to lose. Yeah, well, they got to win out. So you look at their you look at their record. They have a bye week next week, the commanders do. Then they play the Giants again. Then they got the 49ers with looks like Brock Purdy is going to be leading the way. Uh, then they have the Browns and then they have the Cowboys. The, the commanders could win out outside of maybe that Cowboys game. I mean, they could win out. They could, 
they could also lose a few of those games. Well, Chase Young will be back now, especially he, I think he played today and then they had, you know, the uh, then they'll have the bye week. So he's four more healthy. I mean, they could they could lose to the Giants. I feel like that was proven today. As close as that game was, that game, I mean, it could go either way. They could lose that game. Um, and yeah. then we'll get into the 49ers game today, too. But, I mean, even with Purdy playing, that they could lose that game. The Commanders could lose that game to the 49ers. And then they could with lose that, to Dallas. With that defense, yeah. I mean, it, it's, again, one of them things. And then you look at the Giants. They have the Eagles next week. I, I, I think they'll probably lose that game. Then, again, the Commanders. Then they have the Vikings, the Colts, and then the Eagles. They have a tougher road ahead to me than the Commanders do. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I feel like with the tie this week, that next uh, Commanders-Giants game, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the whole tie process? I absolutely hate it. Uh, there should be a winner. I mean, do these teams tie just due to, you know, honor the world cup and the soccer? Uh, I mean, that's what, that's just kind of what I'm thinking. I hate the tie as well. Um, but I mean, what, what do they do? Do we go to college and and start giving them the ball at the 30 or that's what I'm asking you. What, what, if to fix it, what do you think? What do you think should happen? I don't I don't know. I don't know that I have the right answer for that, because what worries me is, I guess, baseball. Baseball is it worries me with kind of how they've gotten a little gimmicky and I would really hate for it to turn into, you know, like, you know, both kickers got to kick from the 20. And if they make it, then they got to go to the 30 and the 40 and the 50 or, you know, like, I mean, I, what what's the process? You know, do they do it like college and just start giving the offense the ball at the 20 or the 30? And I mean, I, I think you play. <laughs> I, I think to me the full the full quarter and whatever the score is is whatever the score is, and and then if it's a, still a tie like this game, you just play another quarter again, a double overtime. So what happens when? I mean, what happens if you get into a game where they just? I mean, the only that the only flaw with that is what happens if you basically go to quadruple overtime in football? I mean, you you're gonna start losing dudes. Hey, fucking play it out, my friends. And I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about. This is the thing. What they'll say, right? What about player safety? What about player safety? I don't want to hear about no f- and bullshit about player safety. You added another fucking game to the schedule. Don't tell me you care about player safety. Don't give me that shit. You guys well, that's don't, what they don't. So, so all the struggle they had to do to get that extra game with the week in between, they're not going to make it to where there's a possibility that you're going to basically play a doubleheader. Hey, man, that's on them. That's Then win the fucking game. Win the goddamn game. That's what that comes down to. Like, I mean. So just, I mean, just get rid of the clock and just play till someone scores. No, no. I keep the clock. Play a full quarter like they do in basketball, half a quarter. Let's just say you play half a quarter like they do in basketball. And then you play another if it's still t- if it's still it untied after that. Quarter, right? Huh? It almost had to be the full quarter, right? Half a quarter. I mean a team can eat a, a team can a 7-8 minute drive, that's it. Game over. Hey man. Hey, stop them. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what it comes down to. It's almost back to the sudden death rule. Uh, but I'd rather do that and play the full quarter or half a quarter 
play half a quarter. If you're still tidy, play another half a quarter. I mean, that's eight minutes. If you do eight minute, eight minute quarter. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, my biggest fear is that it just, it gets gimmicky at some point, you know, that's not gimmicky <laughs> to me though. That that's not, but the, like you said, the player safety always becomes an issue. So they I feel like they don't mean it. They don't mean it, but I just feel like there's at some point there's just they're going to do something to where like the game just can't keep going. You know what I mean? So then it gets gimmicky. What, what are you doing? You pulling a dude? You know, after five minutes you lose a dude. Now we're ten on ten. Then we're nine no, on no, nine. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not doing. I that. know we're not just... doing that, but I'm just saying. I mean, just like in baseball, they're taught. You know, oh, we're gonna put a man on second. You know what I said? They ain't never gonna fucking do that. That's stupid. Well, guess what we're doing? Now? We're starting damn tenth inning with a man on second. They didn't do that in the playoffs. They quit doing that. And they don't do it in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, though. Just keep playing. It, it needs to be half a quarter. Uh, and, and you know, that why is the NFL, I guess in hockey, they do it, you know, uh, have ties or, you know, even in the world cup, there's ties in the pool league, but I mean, come on, we're better than that. You know what I mean? Be better. It's better than ties. We should have no ties. I think playing half a quarter, that's my pick. Speaking of half a quarter, this next game, I wish only we had to watch only half a quarter. <laughs> well, that's all the Broncos play is about half a quarter, Craig. Uh, there's no need to talk about this. The only thing out of this game, really, I'm not even going to read the stat line. Lamar gets hurt. Uh, Tyler Huntley finds a way to score the last uh, game-winning touchdown here. Uh, Bra- Ravens pull it out, move to 8-4. and four. Bra- Broncos still stink, 10-9. Uh, who knows how long Lamar's out for or if he's even going to be out, but banged up knee. They said it's not too serious, but, uh, you know, uh, who knows if he's playing next week against that Steelers, that game that we talked about. Uh, Ravens can't make a deep run and probably can't win this thing. If uh, even win the division, if Lamar's out, right? No, definitely not, man. And I, uh, I mean, the Ravens were my Super Bowl pick, and I've been I've been staying on that train. You know, they've had flat tires with Dobbins and and Bateman and guys going down, but I mean, Lamar's a transmission, so they lose Lamar, that vehicle's broke down. I'm hopping on a different ride. So I just, I mean, we saw them last year without Lamar. Man, they're competitive, but they're not a Super Bowl contender without Lamar Jackson. Um, so he's got to be out there for him. I mean, this I'm. You won ten to nine against the dang stinky Denver Broncos. I mean, that's <laughs> you're not going to be very many teams playing that kind of football. Yeah, I mean Tyler Huntley's not—he's a capable backup, right? He's not the you know uh, he's not Trevor Simeon or somebody like that. Uh, he's capable, but they've got they got a rough he's schedule capable. ahead. He's capable to win you some regular season games, but he's not. Don't give him to me in a playoff game against Joe Burrow or Josh well, Allen. They got to play the Bengals again. They got to yeah, play the Bengals again would be for the division. Yeah, and that's the big thing is look how the Bengals are playing. So if you're the Ravens and you're losing Lamar Jackson, Bengals are in the rearview mirror right behind you, man. I mean, they're they're probably going to win that division if Lamar misses a couple games. What's this? What's this do the second year now? Let's just say Lamar misses two games, uh, and there's what five five games left, four games left. Uh, what's that, what's this do to his contract negotiations kind of going forward? Uh, as you know, the second year in a row, he's kind of when they needed him most for the stretch run, he's been out. 
It's got to hurt it a little bit, right? I mean, it's a he's a he's a quarterback that makes money with his legs. That uh, I mean, he's can't play a full season because he's having leg injuries. And that's that's something scary when you're talking the the amount of money that they're talking with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they're they're all their remaining games besides one are all the division games. They play the Falcons. The rest are all division games. Steelers twice. They got the Bengals at the end of the end of the year, which probably could be for again for the division, possibly even for the uh, AFC title or, you know, AFC number one seed. Everything could be on the line on that game. That'd be the Sunday night game would have to be right. I would think. Yeah. I mean, if that game's got implications, they'll flex those games at the end. The ones that matter, you know? Yeah. Let's get into what I would think maybe the shocker of the day, Craig. And I don't mean just, I know the 49ers were uh, favored to win this game, but I had the dolphins uh, all the way money line points, everything. And the 49ers just kind of put it on them. Uh, 33 to 17 Tua eight just didn't play very well. 18 to 33, 295 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt early in that game. And what do you know? Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant a couple years ago, 25 of 37, 210 yards and two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, 17 to 66 Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, eight reception, 80 yards and a touchdown. Tua did get banged up in this game, but uh, did uh, did they? He did come back in this game. Jalen Waddle only one catch, um, two uh, two interceptions. More important, that's that's what they can't have is the two interceptions. I mean, Jimmy wasn't even in this game long enough. What's your thoughts here? I mean, uh, the uh, teacher beats the pupil again. And shows them how to, how it's done here. The 49ers defense looked like the real deal. Yeah, man. So I took the uh, the 49ers to win and cover in this one. But if you would have told me Jimmy G was going to get hurt early in the game, I would have not made that pick. You know, I mean, I would have not definitely not put my my money on Purdy as the quarterback. But man, San Francisco has weapons everywhere on the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback just has to be able to get the ball into their hands. And like you said, man, that defense is for real. And they've been proving it week after week. And coming into this game, everybody was kind of saying, you know, yeah, that, that defense has looked for real, but they haven't played nobody like Miami. They haven't seen the speed like Miami. And, uh, you know, they showed up for the test today. So the 49ers losing Jimmy G is a huge, huge hit. And to me, that definitely um, hits my confidence in them as a Super Bowl contender, but it doesn't really hit my confidence in them as a playoff contender. I see this a lot. I see this being a lot like when uh, Dak went down in Dallas, man, that defense just being good enough to keep them keep them around in games. And uh, the 49ers, like I said, man, they got enough playmakers on offense that Purdy doesn't have to be great. He's just got to get the ball to McCaffrey or get the ball to Debo or Ayuk or, you know, George Kittle. And they, they've got a bunch of guys out there that can make plays. Yeah, I'm looking at their remaining schedule. Uh, let me know what you're th- what you think here. Uh, the remaining schedule. So they're eight and four right now. The Seahawks are a game back. Uh, they got the Bucks next week. The then they have the Seahawks, then the Commanders, then the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, the, can Brock Purdy lead this team to the playoffs? Because I feel like. 
if they got to win the division to get in to me to, you know, possibly, I guess. I mean, they could maybe get a wild card. I feel like if they beat the commanders, who else was on there? So they got Seattle. I mean, if they beat Seattle, then they're two games up in the division. So that would be it. They got Seattle, uh, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. The commanders are in the playoff hunt. So if they beat the commanders, then I feel like they're sitting pretty good. I mean, I feel if Brock Purdy can go two and three in the last five, that gives them 10 wins. That probably gets them in. If he can go three and two and they're sitting at 11 wins, they're in for sure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to look, but who's their. I mean, they could maybe beat the Buccaneers, right? Like the Bucs look bad. They can't the Bucs, score. That could be a low scoring game. Yeah, the Bucks, man. I'm I'm worried about them being able to score against that San Francisco defense. You know, um, the Raiders. I mean, I feel like if right now the Raiders have found a recipe and it revolves around Josh Jacobs, I feel like 49ers can stop Josh Jacobs. And I feel like again they've got guys on on the offensive side of the ball that Purdy doesn't have to be great. They just he's just got to get the ball into their hands. Um, so I mean, I feel like that Raiders game is winnable, and I feel like the Seattle game could be winnable. Yeah, uh, Walker was banged up today. Speaking of Seattle, uh, we'll jump right into their game. They find a way. They were down in this game late. They find a way to win 27-23. Geno Smith, 28 of 39, 367 yards, three touchdowns. John Wolford, 14 of 26, uh, uh, 178 yards. Cam Akers, uh, welcome back to the league, buddy. 17 carries, uh, 60 yards and two touchdowns. Again, no, uh, I mean, DJ Dallas had to, had the bulk as Walker got hurt. Tyler Lockett, nice game, nine receptions, 128 yards, one touchdown. The Seattle, I mean, Seattle's barely bangs on to, uh, you know, this college Rams team because everybody is hurt for the Rams, but somehow Seattle hangs on and is hanging in this playoff race. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't pretty today, but uh, when they needed Gino to to get him a score, you know, at the end of the game, he did it. I mean, and and they were able to pull it out against a, a very banged up Rams team. I mean, I feel like this was a game that that Seattle kind of had an opportunity to make a statement, man. And the Rams hung around. I mean, it looks for the majority of the game, like they were going to find a way to win this dang thing. And like I said, kudos to Seattle, man, when they needed to drive late, Gino was able to give it to them. And I mean, shoot, you, you, you said it's they're in the playoff picture now, even not as um, division leaders. So losing Walker is huge. Um, but we'll have to see what they do. Long, yeah. I don't, I don't know how long he's out for. I didn't, I didn't see I, how long he's out for. I didn't see either. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he misses time, that's that's a big deal because it, it definitely seemed like they had some kind of going there. Do you think they can retake, overtake, and retake the AFC West there with, uh, especially now that Brock Purdy's running the show for the 49ers? I mean, I you can't say that you can't say no. Um, I feel like if they've got that game coming up against San Francisco, they got to win that game. Um, if if they can win that game, that division's up for grabs. I feel like. Yeah, they're a game back. They have the Panthers. That the their schedule's so tough too. Uh I think they could probably finish out two and two. Uh they got the I think they I think they beat the 49ers on that Thursday night game. Uh, but they got the Panthers, that's a winnable game. But then they got the Chiefs and Jets. I think they probably drop those two. And then they got the Rams uh again, and they should be able to win that game. That that probably 
those three wins get you t- to 10 wins, probably get you in. Who would have thought that? I think 10 wins gets you in. Let's get into two teams. Maybe, probably not making the playoffs again either. The Chargers fall to the Raiders 20 to 27. Raiders are uh, moved to five and seven. Finding ways, I think this is their third win in a row here. Uh, and then the Chargers fall to six and six. Justin Herbert, 28 to 47, 335 yards. One touchdown. Derek Carr, 16 to 30, 250 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, Josh Jacobs, you said it earlier, Craig, they found a way. 26 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown. Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, six receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Raiders win. Their third win. I think their third one in a row. Um, you got any thoughts here on Raiders, Chargers, on two teams that looking already looking at next year and possibly one team looking to change its coach? Yeah, I mean, the Chargers have got to start looking to change the coach, right? Um, you know, you've, you've got your guy in Justin Herbert. you got all this talent on the offensive side. You went and added all these pieces on the defensive side, and you're talking about uh, competing with the Kansas City Chiefs. And guess what you still can't do is beat the dang Raiders. Um, so don't don't talk to me about competing with the Kansas City Chiefs in this division when you can't beat the freaking Raiders. Um I kind of thought the Raiders were going to be an issue for them just because the Chargers all year, man, they just can't stop the run. And the Raiders have found something here with with just feeding Josh Jacobs, man. I mean, this dude's getting the ball 25, 30 times a game. But the recipe is working. They're winning. They're winning football games. And uh, Devontae Adams, man, I mean, don't let his day get, get overshadowed. He balled out today and made, yeah. made some great catches. But, man, I mean, the, the Chargers, it's – I feel like it's time and it's got to start with the coaching, man. You got to make a change here. This was, this was a game they had to win, especially with the way the playoffs were looking, um, you know, and the jets losing today, this was a game the chargers needed to try to get, try to get into the playoff hunt here. And uh, I mean, the Raiders aren't very good. They're not a very good team and the Chargers just can't seem to find ways to beat them. Yeah. I want to stick with this Raiders here for a second. So they did, they've won three in a row, Craig, and they're five and seven. Now their remaining schedule they got a lot of winnable games. Um, they have the Rams next week on Thursday night. That's a winnable game. Should they? That's a game they should technically win. Now I know who knows the Raiders whether they do that or not. Again, uh, they're probably the most wish one of the most wish washy teams. Then they got the Patriots on Sunday night. Uh, I think that game got flexed out, maybe, but maybe it's still in there. Uh, who knows who wins that game? That's a, a winnable game, right? But who knows? That's also a game they could lose. They got the Steelers, who are also five and seven. We who we mentioned earlier, trying to get Mike Tomlin is that continue that streak. They got the 49ers, which with Brock Purdy. And then that last Sunday night game, they got the Chiefs. And that's that's a game I would think. I mean, they've been playing the Chiefs tough. Not saying I don't think they're beating the Chiefs, but but if the Raiders ever play anybody tough, it's their division opponents, right? I mean, they always seem to play the Chiefs tough. And Josh Jacobs has been the recipe that's been winning them games here. And I feel like he always seems to have great games against the chiefs. So, I mean, that's a game you can't count them out of Um, that schedule. I mean, it sounds favorable. They're two games under 500 right now though. So I feel like at most they're going to win what eight, nine games. I just don't know if that's enough in the AFC. Yeah. I don't think it's enough either. 
Uh, I'm just saying they got some winnable games where they can make some things interesting, but they pretty much damn near got to win out. And I don't think I think I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, they could. So they if they beat the Rams this week, that game, the McDaniels against Belichick game becomes a very big game for them, because if they win that game, then they're sitting at 500. And I mean, the AFC is yeah. tough, but sitting at 500 with three. Yeah. All you got to do is be hot. You know, all you got to do is get hot and you can get in. Speaking of hot, nobody's hotter than uh, Joey Burrow and the Bengals, Craig. I mean, they haven't lost since that bad Monday night game against the Browns that, I mean, after that, they've just been red hot. Uh, they handle the Chiefs. Craig, this is the third time they beat the Chiefs in the calendar year. Who would have thought that? 27-24. Uh, Joey Burrow, 25-31, 286 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Patty Mahomes, 223 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, 14 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Samaje Piran, 21 carries, 106 yards. Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 97 yards. I mean, this team, the Bengals' defense looked really well, and I thought the Bengals' offense, I thought their bit coaching, terrible coaching calls sometimes, uh, was going to end up costing this game, but the Bengals able to get a key turnover late in this game and secure this win and move to 8-4. and four. Huge win here for the Bengals. Do the Bengals just have the Chiefs number? I mean, it kind of seems that way, right? Um, going into this game, I was just like, man, there's no way Pat Mahomes is going to lose, you know, be 0-3 against anybody, against any of these teams. Um, but, man, he's 0-3 against Joe Burrow. So, I don't know. To me, it's I, – I just – this was the game Kansas City kind of had it circled. Pat Mahomes talked about, you know, losing two of them last year. But, man, Cincinnati is just – they're looking like the playoff Bengals of last year, and they're they are kind of getting it together at the right time. They're a team nobody wants to see. They're a team nobody wants to play. And, man, I just really hope the Bengals and the Chiefs meet again in the playoffs because, I mean, there's a storyline building here now. And if the Bengals beat the Chiefs again in, in the playoffs, then that's – I mean, the Bengals and Joey B, they're the real villain to to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're they're the they're kind of the kryptonite, you know what I mean? So right, right. How about like this? It's kind of weird how this is working out with these three young quarterbacks. Like Josh Allen can't beat Pat Mahomes. Maybe I don't really know if the Bills and Bengals have had it had like the, this rivalry yet, but maybe like Allen can beat Burrow, but Burrow can beat Mahomes. Mahomes can beat Allen. You know, it's just kind of like this weird uh, triangle here with these three great young quarterbacks that hopefully we get to watch for the next, you know, 10, 15, you know, at least 10 more years. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I mean, you know, the quarterbacks are always going to get the attention. Both these offenses are, are, you know, stacked with dudes. But just like the last time they played, man, it's the Cincinnati defense that you got to tip your hat to, man, um, making plays when they need to. I mean, in, in the playoff game, they were able to hold the Chiefs to nothing. You know, they're late in the game whenever they needed to. And like you said, I mean, getting the big turnover late. Um, so you, Joe Burrow, absolute dog. I mean, they got playmakers all over that team. Cincinnati is damn good. But man, you got to tip the hat to the defense over there. Yeah, you know? the defense and, made some good stops. They got after Mahomes, uh, sacked him a few times. But I mean, there was just plays in that game where Joey Burrow looks like he's about to get sacked, and somehow rifles one into you know Higgins. One was to Higgins to secure the game. 
I just thought the Bengals, I thought this game was going to go to the Chiefs because they're in the fourth, in the second, right before the halftime, they could have went up, what, 20, uh, could have scored 21. And they go for it on fourth and goal. They try to get too cute and they get sacked. And then later on in the third or third quarter, Joey Burrow just hits Boyd wide open and he drops a walk-in touchdown. I thought that was going to come back and haunt him. But kudos to the Bengals for sticking around and fighting and finding a way to knock off the Chiefs. Yeah, and to me, man, I mean, I know we call him Joey Cool uh, for a reason, but to me, man, these are the games like that gets Joe Burrow. Like, this is what he wants. He wants the, oh, you know, Pat Mahomes is is coming against me with revenge on his mind from last year. Like, that's what Joey Burrow wants, I feel like. You know, he – he just seems to thrive. And the bigger the moment is, the bigger the game is, the bigger the opponent is. I just feel like that's where he wants to be, you know? A thousand percent. Craig, let's go ahead. Speaking of Joey Burrow, let's go ahead and get into our Dogs of the Week. Who is your uh, Dog of the Week for Week 13? So dog of the week, I know we do players or we'll do, you know, teams or units this week. I'm going with the defensive side of the ball for the San Francisco 49ers, man. They've been playing incredible defense Um, coming into this game. They had four straight games um, that they hadn't allowed any points in the second half. And everybody kind of said, man, well, that ain't Miami. You ain't playing Miami. This is a different animal. Uh, Jimmy G goes down early. And uh, I mean, the defense just stepped up. you know, not even counting the pick six that they had to kind of seal it late or the the strip fumble. But the last five games coming into this, man, Miami was averaging 34 points a game. And uh, you cut that number exactly in half and it's 17. And that's what they scored today. So San Francisco defense showed up for the challenge and made a statement against, you know, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. So I feel like that was a big win for him, especially losing Jimmy G. Uh, that defense showed up. So the San Francisco 49ers defense collectively, my dogs of the week. Yeah, my dog of the week, you know who I just said it. It's Joey Burrow and the Bengals, but mainly Joey Burrow. Uh, Jamar Chase as well, man. The whole Bengals offense, I mean, the whole Bengals as a team. Uh, here come the Chiefs, revenge game, you name it. Uh, Joey Burrow, Joey what Joey B, Joey Cool, uh, my future baby daddy, whatever you want to call him, uh, Joey Burrow in the Bengals, my absolute dog of the week, handling business against the Chiefs, tying the, the Ravens in the division, still one game back of the AFC, uh, you know, number one seed in the playoffs. They look like the best, you know, the hottest team. And really, you could make a case right now that they're the best team in the AFC. Uh, you know, you talked about it earlier, Craig, how the Bills have been stumbling. Well, you know, they got right uh, Thursday night, but, you know, they've been in some close games and just haven't, like, looked like this wagon that at sometimes they were. But now the Bengals look like a wagon. And you talk about Higgins. You talk about Chase. Uh, there was no Joe Mixon. And Samaj P. Ryan still runs for 109 yards uh, for on that revamped offensive line. So Joey Burrow and – the Bengals are my absolute dogs of the week. So on the flip side, Craig, you know what it is. 
there's a dog in every game, and then there's ugh, somebody who absolutely just shits the bed. Who's your big old f- turd of the week? So I was kind of torn on this. Um, originally, I was going to go with the Jags because they just give us this false hope and then come out and lay a turd afterwards. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought the Jags are kind of supposed to stink and the team that's not supposed to stink that uh, might have kissed their playoff hopes away. I mean, mathematically not, but losing to the Raiders today was the freaking Chargers, man. The Chargers just coming into the season, stacked up all this talent on defense, had all the pieces on offense, got the franchise quarterback. And the, I mean, for whatever reason, every game, their coach is leaving points on the off the board, going for all these fourth downs, half of them. They make it and you're like, oh, wow, genius. Well, guess what? Half of them, they don't make it. So and then he looks like a freaking idiot. And there was a couple times where they could have just took three points and they went for it, didn't get it. And ultimately ended up losing a game to the Raiders whenever they are a game out of the playoff spot coming in. Uh, This is a game that you need. Like I said earlier, you come into the season talking about we're going to compete with the Chiefs. You can't even compete with the five and seven Raiders. So um, the Chargers as a whole. Most importantly, Staley, my turds of the week. Yeah, my turd is the week. I'm going to go back to the game that was your dogs, and I'm going to go on the flip side, and that's just the Dolphins. Uh, two, uh, two interceptions. They only score 17 points. You lose a game in which it's not like Jimmy got hurt late in that game, right? I mean, Brock Purdy played 90% of that game, and you lose to Brock Purdy? Uh, unless you're Iowa state and follow the big 12, you probably don't even know who the hell Brock Purdy is. Uh, and that's who they lost to. You only scored 17 points. I mean, yeah, the front seven of that 49ers defense is really freaking good, but the secondary at times is questionable. And, uh, McDaniel, you guys were getting all the love in the week. You'd mentioned everybody was talking all the love about the dolphins, their speed. Uh, the pupil could beat the, the, the teacher, and then you only score 17 points. Uh, you know, you got guys like Zach Wilson, or not Zach Wilson, but uh, Jeff Wilson, and they're, they're commenting and talking about stuff. You know what? Shut your mouth. You had everything to be played for, and you lost to Brock Purdy. No. Yeah, Miami. Sorry, Johnny. Sorry. But your Dolphins... Get my big old fat turd of the week. Uh, Miami Dolphins turd of the week. Craig. I don't know. Johnny's going to be upset with you over there. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, uh, what's your, you got any last and final thoughts here before we get out of here? Um, I mean, no, no, not really. Um, the, the game I was most intrigued um, about coming into this was Philly-Tennessee because I really thought that was going to be the game of the week. It was somewhat disappointing. Um, and then I don't want to at all say the Bengals were my surprise of the week, but I just really thought Kansas City was going to do it, man. I mean, beat Kansas City three times in a row. They beat them every, every single game has been by a field goal. But Joey Burrow, 3-0 against Kansas City, man. I mean, that's that's something. Yeah, it is something. I had him. That's uh, one of my three upsets landed. I had the uh, Titans in the upset, the uh, Eagle, and then um, the Dolphins and the Bengals. And, well, my guy Joey Burrow didn't let me down. Tua and the Titans let me down. But my guy, my love, Joey Burrow, 
didn't let me down. My man crush continues to crush it. Uh, it it's sweet when everybody else here, you know how it is. Everybody else here is Chief fans and, you know, seeing Mahomes and them and everybody in the Chief Nation uh, cries. So, ha-ha, take that, Tanner. Uh, on your own birthday, nonetheless, Joey Burrow comes in and wrecks your birthday. Uh, so, happy birthday again to shout out to uh, my co-host, Tanner. Um, before we get out of here again, Let's Talk Sports is doing a giveaway. All you got to do is subscribe to the Bodkin Show, Let's Talk Sports, the Whiskey Podcast, and just leave some comments. And you're good every time the person who leaves the most comments from like Thanksgiving to Christmas has a chance to win a hundred dollars, uh, uh, Jersey of their choice an LTS shirt and mug. So there's all that. Uh, I'll be back. Go ahead, Craig. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm just thinking who's more hated in chief's kingdom, Tom Brady or Joe Burrow right now. It's we're gonna, gonna be Joe. We're going to have to ask. Burrow, right. Yeah, I mean, probably, I was sitting here thinking, I mean, there's probably not a more hated guy. The Chiefs probably don't hate anybody more than Joe Burrow, right? And then I was thinking, man, a lot of Chiefs fans I know hate Tom Brady. So, I mean, which one? It's probably Joe Burrow. Right now, it's probably Joe. If you took the poll right now, it's probably Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's probably Joe Burrow. We'll ask. Hey, that's a good. That's a good. Well, I'll ask Tanner that on. Uh, if we do a Bodkins and Buffoon tomorrow. I'll have to ask. That's a good question. Send that out to Chiefs Nation. Uh, again, be a friend, tell a friend, folks. Subscribe, like, share. You guys know the deal. Um, we'll be back Wednesday for our week 14 preview show. So uh, tune into that. Uh, it'll be me, Johnny, hopefully Craig, if he's off work. We got Scott Cobe uh, from LTS joining us as well. So it'll be a lot of great fun. Looking at, I'm excited to catch that. So we'll see you guys then. Uh, have a great week, folks. Week 13, all but over here. Cowboys are still winning. And uh, who's playing tomorrow? Oh, Buck Saints tomorrow night on Monday. Should be a great one. Not. All right. We'll see you, folks. Got to uh, hit the wrong button. I got to find the outro. There she is. <laughs>